I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. Hey guys, I'm Robert. And I'm Chris. And we're the Film Flamers, bringing you some sequel ideas for Fatal Attraction. For those of y'all who don't know what we normally do in our sequel ideas segment, we take the movie that we have talked about this month and sort of keep the story going and imagine what a sequel would be like and, you know, plan it out ourselves. So, Fatal Attraction, we hope that you've listened to our full-length episode. If you haven't, you might want to go back and do that because we're going to continue the story now. Okay, so I sort of went back and forth with my sequel ideas. Originally, what I wanted to do is this. Ellen Gallagher has grown up, and she's become this, like, renowned rabbit veterinarian. (laughs) And she's very, very happily married with children of her own, and she lives with her husband Steve sort of in the, uh, you know, New York suburbs out in the country. However... Uh, her husband Steve finds himself questioning his sexuality a little bit. He secretly chats and flirts with men on Grinder or other like gay social media apps, and um, he finds himself like trading pictures, just sort of fantasizing about possible sexual encounters, right? And she knows nothing about this. When Ellen has to go out of town, similar to the original one, her husband sort of pulls up Grinder while he's having a quiet drink, and to his surprise, he sees that there's somebody like zero feet away, and the two start a conversation IRL and end up having like a one night stand, right? Some sort of anonymous sexual encounter. He doesn't even know his name. So mm-hmm. obviously he knows less about this person than Michael Douglas does about Glenn Close and the original Fatal Attraction. I see this, where this is going. So at what point does he burn down the bunny farm? <laughs> so he, Steve is sort of seemingly satisfied with the sexual encounter, as brief it is. I think maybe he starts to realize that he's made a mistake or so on and so forth. And he eventually starts to, um, you know, forget about it. But the stranger does not. So he begins to learn all the details of Ellen's husband's identity, like his cell phone number, where he works, his address, their financial affairs. Um, and Steve finally musters the courage to confront the stranger about it. He learns that the stranger has this, like... Um, obsession for him right and has a history of doing this with other guys and so he sort of like meets people on these apps and tries to steal their identity you know and all like you know shit hits the fan you know as far as the movie is concerned Mm -hmm. however very talented having having like like thought about this like there's no way in the world this movie can be made because it starts to have some of the problems that the original fatal attraction is viewed in today's lens right we can't really just like we can't have someone. We can't make the gays look that bad. So, right? what is it? Why does it need to be uh, Ellen? Why does it? Need, what's the purpose of that? Does she bring anything to the table as far as her own personal experience from the first movie? No, she probably just acts like Ann An Archer for the most of it. I just wanted to have some characters from the original movie to make it a sequel. Maybe she goes to her mother and like asks for advice. Possibly because she's been through a similar situation. Yeah. However, says, get a gun. <laughs> get a gun. Have it ready and have the bathtub full of water. Yep. But. I can't make that sequel. I don't want to make that sequel. I think it's it's wrong for, for many, many reasons. What I really want to do and what, you know, I'm really, you know, happy with is I'm going to take Fatal Attraction itself and do sort of a reimagining, either for film or the stage. And I'm going to make a jukebox musical, right? Because 
the songs of garbage really lend itself to this movie. And I think that we could do a retelling of Fatal Attraction, maybe fix some of the flaws as seen from today's societal lens and just put it to all the songs of garbage. So guys, look out for Fatal Attraction, the musical, subtitled Number One Crush. Or subtitled Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Well... I mean, can you imagine someone playing Alex Forrest singing songs like I'm only happy when it rains with that white umbrella outside before they go in to have their drink or like sitting there flicking the light of the lamp on and off while singing number one crush? You know, Mm. I mean, it really works in my song about medication. Yeah. Mm hmm. See, it's there. I just have to put pen to paper and really get it out. Yeah. We need to we need to write all our sequels, quite frankly. Really? Yeah. Gold. We'd be rich. What's your sequel idea? I have some too. So my first idea is that little Ellen grows up to be, you know, kind of a, she's gone through this experience. She has kind of some PTSD from, you know, men not being, of course, her father figure, not really being trustworthy, not being able to count on them, you know, so she's got some, some issues there. And so she grows up, and this is kind of, um, uh, of, of course, this is fictional universe. And so uh, by this time, they have a lot more technology and stuff. So she basically, like, goes into, she just wants to get away. Like, she wants to get away from family. She wants to get away from, you know, everything. And she wants to just be with professionals, you know, and kind of live her life as a professional, kind of detached, right? So she goes up into space. And... (laughs) Uh, you know, uh, strangely, like there's a, there's a, a distress call from like, uh, a derelict aircraft or like a spaceship crashed. And so they go down and of course, like the men all leave and like get a, like weird, like aliens attached to them. And so she has to like stop them from coming back in. But guess what? The men like are going to do what they want to do regardless of what the right thing is. And they're just not trustworthy. So Basically, it's a whole morality tale of of her like having to like being being overridden by a man and having to let him on the spaceship, and she has to like end up killing the fucking aliens, and everyone dies. Did little Ellen Gallagher change her name to Ripley? Oh yeah, she did. (laughs) And did I mention Ellen's played by Sigourney Weaver? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've already cast it. Um, That sounds like a really good movie. I feel like I've seen it already. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I have have another idea, too, though, actually. Okay. So my next idea is a little bit more in line with the original and kind of it takes place kind of like right after this one. So they're kind of still reeling from, you know, the after effects of this. And Beth, uh, of course, after being attacked in the bathroom and having to kill someone essentially to, to save her family, is, you know, not entirely mentally sound after all of this. And so they, they basically have her parents, you know, take Ellen for a little while to kind of take care of the little girl, you know, while they kind of figure things out. And they decide, like Michael Douglas's character, Dan, of course, decides to take Beth on a vacation to kind of... Um, you know, figure things out and and have her kind of rest up and basically just kind of get some R and R and gonna have some alone time. And so they end up going to like a retreat at a hotel in Colorado, 
it's kind of all empty at that point and you know they kind of have the place to themselves and they're having kind of this drama and stuff and and like why did you cheat on me to begin with why did this happen now i have to deal with this now i've killed someone what have you done to me kind of situation and so she starts seeing things and she starts like seeing this man that she finds very attractive and um of course this man is saying like you're a free woman you can do whatever you want you know he did it why can't you she starts drinking you know she starts having a relationship with this person who may or may not be real and so this is all kind of happening in her in her head but meanwhile shifty weird things are happening around the hotel and uh you know eventually like she starts getting more and more threatening to dan and so he eventually just has to like lock himself in like the hotel kitchen and she's essentially like trying to break in with an axe you know and my god it's like so intense (laughs) and like he has to hide from her and essentially you know like she eventually just basically ends up killing herself so this is just the the road that he like started her on you know into like this mental destruction and she ends up like i see her like dying in the snow out in like this uh hedge grove labyrinth you know um god it's just it's super super intense yeah um what are we gonna call that fatal attraction to red rum i think has a nice ring to it why would you bring up red rum i don't know maybe it's like shining attraction shining attraction sounds good too it's got a nice ring to it i mean that's a really good idea and I just want to take this moment to say that you're by far the most original person that I've ever met. Oh, yeah. It's really super fleshed out. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I've even got the name of the hotel down. It's like the Overlook. It's amazing. Yeah. I can yeah. picture it in my head right now. It seems perfect. That is yeah. a perfect, perfect sequel idea. So, like, but like, I, I really started waffling back and forth, like, on if I wanted Ellen, the kid, to be there, too. You know, but I was like, there's enough kids in this hotel already that I just didn't want it over kids. Like, there's like a, a twins that hang out in the hallways. I mean, yeah. I've what this if all out. Ellen is still back in America, but she, there's just something in her brain too going on. And she can sort of like see what's going on at the same time. Or maybe, maybe she can see what happens in the future. Oh. Right? She's got like a gift. Okay. I don't know what you would call something like that, though. I mean, a shinin. <laughs> um, can we make this movie but still have the music of garbage in it? Oh, yeah, that's totally. Yes, totally. I mean, obviously, these are all good ideas. What if what if Ellen grows up and she's like she is that psychic, right? And so all of a sudden, like Glenn Close, his character is like talking to her and saying like you have to like help me, like I was murdered, you know, and everything. And there's like four million dollars involved, and yeah. <laughs> is she also seeing like a psychiatrist, and she sort of like tells him that she you know can see a dead Glenn Close? And, uh, you know, she no. sort of confides in him about it, but there's there's a, there's a twist. No, no, actually, there's not. 
No, this one is her seeing Glenn Close and having to go on like all of these like wacky adventures to like get all the money like that was involved in this. And like when I think of this, this one, this particular idea, I think of like a particular song. Ooh, my love, my darling, I hunger for your touch. Yeah, and that's all oh, from like I Glenn see, Close's. And yeah. so Ellen finds somebody that she's supposed to to help. And she says something like, Glenn Close, you're in danger, girl? Yeah, and yeah, no, she goes she goes straight to her mother, Beth, and says, You in danger, girl. Beth, you're in danger, girl. Yeah, and yeah, there's a whole thing where We could put that shit on T shirts. Oh my god. I mean and really. Finally Glenn Close talks with Dan and she's like, I will not be ignored and he says Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shut up. (laughs) In all seriousness, guys, um, there was a remake of Fatal Attraction planned for 2017. It was going to be a Fox television series. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it was nixed. It never even got to, like, production as far as I know. But that just sounds like a hideous, terrible mistake. And I'm glad they didn't go through with it. (laughs) I mean, there's just no way to have that sort of, like, story done on TV well, at least on a network like that, it would have to be like a cable show, for yeah. real. But I, I do, in all seriousness, I do want a remake of this just so I can like hate it or love it. But I would be interested in it. It won't be as good. It certainly won't be as good. No, but I think that they could they could do it in a completely different way. Glenn Close has come on record as saying that she would remake Fatal Attraction, maybe if she were not in it, but she would pay for it. Maybe we already do, and it's Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> When we think about it. <laughs> Those poor horses who had to watch all that. <laughs> uh, she said that she would only want to do a remake if they were done through the point of view of Alex Forrest. So, I mean, I think that if they were going to do a remake, they may do it that way. However, if they're trying to right the wrongs of the original film, or at least the way some people see it these days, I don't think that they would remake it that way. I think they would probably remake it the exact same way they did it to try to shock audiences, and it would be nothing fresh or nothing original. Right? I mean, do you agree? Well, I think it, it they have an opportunity to really kind of focus more on the man's transgressions. They could end it the exact same way, but really kind of put it more into focus as far as what he's done to her. Because we see all his reactions in the film to everything that she's doing to him. But we haven't seen really her reactions after he leaves. The, the camera kind of follows him. Right. right. It doesn't really show her reactions to being pushed against the wall or threatened or strangled nearly to death and things like that. And so it kind of it creates an opportunity to see a more even kind of perspective and make her even more sympathetic. Well, and something tells me, too, um, if you've listened to our full episode on Fatal Attraction, you know, we talk about the different endings in that movie. And I think if they were to remake this movie or reimagine this movie with the original ending intact, where Glenn Close kills herself and sort of frames Michael Douglas, right? If these characters did that in a remake, I think that today's audiences might be a little bit more receptive to that kind of an ending. Mm -hmm. And it would be it would totally change the rest of the movie. I mean, I would love to see that happen. Do you can you think of anybody like current stars? that you would cast in like the role of Alex or the role of Dan or even his wife Beth uh you know who has crazy eyes um I would like to see and he may be I mean I don't think he's too old to play it I think Lady Gaga I think Lady Gaga should transition straight into a role for Alex 
And I think she could pull it off. You think so? Yeah. I think that she would be better as Beth. It's a quieter role. I think that that will finally be her Oscar because she ain't getting it for A Star is Born. Hmm. I would like to see Leonardo DiCaprio play Dan Gallagher. I think that would be good. I I mean, because I think that most people like him and to see him do something, you know, bad or against type would be. I think he's he's played kind of dark before. We've seen that. I'd like to see someone, you know, kind of. I don't know. I I feel like this could be a Bradley Cooper, Jennifer Lawrence movie. Oh, my God. I'm seeing it right now in my head, actually. Right. My God, the sex scenes would be so much better than what they were in the original <laughs> Fatal Attraction. But Jennifer Lawrence has kind of been down here before a little bit with, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, Silver Linings Playbook. And she did a little bit of interesting, like, they both had mental health issues. Obviously. Yeah, there was, there was some you know, but mental she health proved, issues going she's, on. She proved that she can do that, like, that level of multiple layered performance. But not in such a, you know, a, a really villainous kind of a role, right? So, I mean, even she if could they, do it. She could if they tried to make her more sympathetic, she would still have to be a little villainous, but she could totally pull that off. You're right. That's a really good casting choice. I'm not quite sold on Bradley Cooper. I like to look at him a lot, but Jennifer Lawrence, I'm totally sold on. She could do Alex Forrest. I mean, I guess the character of the wife is sort of insequential. Who plays a wife these days? I think Amy Adams could do it too. Speaking of her from American Hustle. Yeah. She, I remember she has like kind of straightforward roles. Are you talking about the wife or are you talking about Alex? No, Alex. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember her from Drop Dead Gorgeous. And uh, <laughs> she had some crazy going on. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Oh, Denise Richards. <laughs> <laughs> she needs a resurgence. <laughs> Denise Richards could totally be Alex. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Um, I haven't seen that movie in forever. In uh, fact, well, who's Denise Richards' ex-husband? Charlie Shane? Yeah, there you go. Holy shit. Oh my God. It's coming together, as they say in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I, do you have anything else to say about this? Uh, Jennifer Fate? Lawrence could play Beth, and that way like Ellen could like run around going, Mother! <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Me either. Uh, and then she burns it all down. <laughs> okay. And then it starts all over again. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, let us know what you think about our sequel ideas. Uh, maybe you have some too. Let us know what they are so we can plagiarize and start writing. <laughs> um, let us know what you think about this segment. It's going to be, you know, a monthly reoccurrence. Um, and don't forget to keep your eyes peeled to our main feed for the rest of our content this month. Yeah, and y'all know what we're doing next. So if you have any better ideas for next month's sequel ideas for Night of the Living Dead, let us know. Even though it already has sequels, even, we don't give a shit. Even though it has many, many sequels and some remakes. We're going to do it anyway, because as far as we're concerned, we can do it just a little bit better. And don't forget to check out our Patreon content. There's tons of bonus stuff on there for y'all to enjoy. It's patreon.com slash thefilmflamers. And you can also let us know what you think about all these things on social media at thefilmflamers on Twitter or Facebook. Where else can they reach us, Chris? At tiredqueens at filmflamers.com. That's right. And if you like this episode or any others, please give us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. That really helps us out, and we'll probably call it out. That's right. All you have to do is hit that five-star rating and leave us just a little description of why you like the show. Um, And if you don't like the show, just let us know, because we're open to suggestion. That's true. Until the next episode, sweet Sweet dreams. dreams.